Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. You've come to the right place. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries. Despite what you might see on your Facebook or Instagram thread, no one's life is perfect. We all suffer hurts and disappointments to some degree. And how you handle yours will determine both your overall health and your happiness. Now, it's really easy for humans to complain and focus on all the things that aren't working. But that just keeps you caught in a spiral of discontent. The antidote to this is to develop a sense of gratitude, finding slivers of light and hope even when things are really, really dark, because you and your relationship will benefit. So to help me talk about the slightly different focus for today's show, I'm joined by Amay Kadashian. She is a speaker and the author of the book, Tears of Hope. So Amay, thank you for coming on the show and talking about you know, a really important topic. So how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I am doing okay. So you wrote this book, Tears of Hope, which is, which is a story of your life. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you've had an experience that luckily most of us have not had because you actually lived through 13 years of the Lebanese Civil War. So Correct. how did you stay strong while going through all of the tragedies and obstacles and challenges that that must have, have brought into your life? Well, I, I, first of all, I have faith, very, very strong faith. I, I'm not a religion, but mm-hmm. I have faith in God. I have faith, uh, higher self, you want to call it, the universe, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. I know there is something more than myself. There is something protecting us more than ourselves if we allow it to. So okay. it, I, what guided me throughout that, that journey is my faith. And I had experienced um, when I was going through darkness, I had experienced light coming through me mm-hmm. and that light helped me to really, and guided me to go through the whole 13 years of the obstacles and the challenges that the, the war brought to me and brought to hundreds of millions of people in the war, of course, and um, I think that's what really kept me going every day. I was alert. I was able to connect to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, somehow it just allowed it to, to, to guide me. So what, what prompted you to write the book? What prompted you to share this, this really personal, challenging story? Well, when I was... Um, Driving on a freeway, coming from a business meeting, I looked back and I was just really sobbing, crying from happiness, mm-hmm. uh, tears of joy, because I was driving on the freeway. I have a brand new car, I have a business, and then the, the whole world is, was mine. And then if I, and I start to look back where I came from, and I almost forget where I came from because I was so focused on success and 
family and all like moving forward in my life here in the United States. Uh And just something hit me that, wow, you know what? Is this me now? Is this possible? I have fourth grade education, uh, severe dyslexia. When I came to the United States, I didn't have any money. I had a 10 year old daughter with me uh-huh. and didn't get any help and anything. Now look where I'm at. What, what happened here? What is going on? So I found then I, before that I was looking around, I was experiencing, even I'm, I'm married American, of uh-huh. course, my husband, and I could see how the mentality and how other people, when they're staying in line, they're complaining when they're mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, a little bit something happened. They're seeing it big deal, which I don't blame them because they never been in the war. Right. They don't know how bad things can get. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like I judged anyone, mm-hmm. uh, but I wanted to kind of tell them Life could be worse. Life mm-hmm. could be worse. I kept, I kept telling everyone around me, and including my husband, <laughs> and and it was helping a little bit. But on that particular day, kind of something hit me, mm-hmm. and uh, I just heard my inner voice telling me, "It's time to write your life story." I'm like, "What? Mm-hmm. Write my life story? I never read a book in my life." <laughs> And uh, and I'm a very private person, mm-hmm. and I forgot about my past. Right? What are you talking about? I'm talking to myself. Like there is no way I could write my 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 life story. And I just turned my car back up and went home. And I told my husband, "I'm I'm gonna write, I'm gonna write my story." And he said, mm-hmm. "Well, I know you're successful. You're very uh, you have a brain of entrepreneur and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, but writing a book it's another thing. Do you know that?" I said, "Well, yeah. you know, the the I I know that I know why I'm doing it because mm-hmm. I want to inspire others, and that's what I heard. Mm-hmm. And I will find the I will find how I will do it. I'm gonna find how. And I turned around, and a year and a half later, I came back and I gave him my book. Oh, terrific! <laughs> so it's very yeah. interesting because." You use you you use the words making a difference in the world instead of changing the world. And you know when I hear changing the world, I always think of Gandhi's, you know, be the change that you want to see. But, mm-hmm. but what what's the difference in, in in those ideas of making a difference in the world versus trying to change the world? Other than the fact that trying to change the world just seems daunting. In you know, just yeah, in well, it was. Changing the world when you say I want to change it, I want to change the world, which I used to use that term. And Mm -hmm. I noticed a lot of people use that term. But after I used it for a long time, I felt the heaviness Mm -hmm. and the loneliness. Mm. And I felt like this is a, a huge mission to change the world. And I felt instead of feeling I want to change the world and feel all the pressure on myself, and not going and moving forward with that, how about making a difference in the world? Mm-hmm. And then if I can make a difference in somebody's life and that person make a difference in somebody else's life, we all can come together and there we can make a, an impact in the world and in the world and we can together, we could change the world. 
Mm-hmm. So it's less heavy on the person when they say, I want to make a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. You don't feel alone. You don't feel big responsibility that you're never going to reach it. I'm not saying somebody cannot reach, make it a huge different, you know, make a change in the world. Mm-hmm. But when you're together, when you take less, you see the big vision, but you work with other people. I'm sure you heard of this term. You want to go by yourself. Uh, you can go far, but if you go with someone else, you go for, uh, faster. Mm-hmm. You, you mm-hmm. can get there faster. So I start to study myself as usually this is what I did throughout my life. Mm-hmm. I studied what happened to me when I say I want to change the world versus I want to make a difference in the world. Well, and, and I love that because um, in when when we make bring it down into something much more manageable, and, the, and this is actually what I do when I work with people around their relationships, it's you know, one doing, doing one thing different. In fact, a, a friend of mine wrote a book. He's at, his, the name of the book is, is do one thing different. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, when you do just one thing different, it does bring about change, but it's manageable change. It's not scary because, because, you know, people, people freak mm-hmm. out at the word change, right? It's like, Oh my gosh, you know? Um, and, but it sounds yes. like, yeah, it's, it sounds like it's much more manageable. And the fact that, you know, you're starting where you are, even though you might be keeping the big picture in mind, you're just, you're just doing the one little thing in, in your corner of, of the world that's going to make a difference there. And you actually can reach that. Mm-hmm. You can reach that. It's possible to reach that faster. Mm-hmm. You know, when we are, when we, when we are making a difference in the world together, because we meant to work together, even, even the person who changed the world, who made something to change, like, you know, uh, you know, Steve Job, he did, right. he didn't do it by himself, right? He did it with other people. He, other people helped him to create uh, the Apple product, to, mm-hmm. the cellulars, the, you know, anyone really made a huge difference. There is somebody around them who believed in them and that they participate Right. And I, I believe in, in participating, even though I do the most work by myself. I, mm-hmm. you, you know, when you want to make a change in the world, you put your blueprint and then you invite people mm-hmm. to your blueprint to help you build it. You have a vision of building a building. You don't build it by yourself. <laughs> you have the vision and then you have the people who knows what they're doing to come and help you build it. Right. So I think it, that's how it, that's how we can make an impact. That's how we could make a, a difference is to appreciate other people's skills that they can come in and help us. Well, and it changed the world. Well, and, and that reminds me of the, of, you know, the, that, if you're if you're standing alone, one, you know if you're one stick, it's easy to break a st- one single stick. But if you've got a mm-hmm. bunch of sticks wrapped together, they're really strong. And this is you know, and this is kind of what you're saying that when we work with other people, and and in actuality, very few of us are in isolation. I mean, <laughs> human beings have the longest mm-hmm. um, infancy of any mammal you know on the planet. I mean, you know, it takes us years to become even relatively self sufficient. So we are, we are, um, mm-hmm. uh, 
uh, connected to other people. We just don't kind of spring up as adults fully formed with all this knowledge and ability. And I love your I love your talking about a blueprint and building a building because it's like, yes, I suppose one person could build it by themselves, but it would take a really long time <laughs> and maybe not look uh, so probably. Great. And depends how far, how big of the building they want to build. Right. Right. If you want to build a building for 30, 30 uh, stories high and an uh, amazing job, they might die before they even finish it. (laughs) Right. So it's it's, we have limitation. We do have limitation. And together we could use the time differently because now we have multiple people working on the same time. Right. So we're using, you know, more power. Right. Right. And, and, And working working together for a common goal. Which yeah. is, you know, all, which is everywhere in our lives. It doesn't matter, you know, whether it's in our professional lives or in our personal lives. We're all trying to build something, whether it's a thing or a relationship or just connection with with another human being. Um, yes. So, so I, I I love this. Um, so this is happily ever after is just the beginning on WebTalkRadio.net. I'm Leslie Dorries, and I'm talking with speaker and author Amay Kadashian about how not to just survive tragedy and challenge, but actually thrive despite the hardships. And now, neither you nor your partner may have had the level of challenges that Amay has had, but you each have gone through some things both before meeting each other and once you've been together. Now, these experiences experiences can either weigh you and your marriage down or you can discover how to transcend them. And if you'd like to know more about how to do that, I can help. So please take a moment and send me an email or give me a call to schedule your Create Your Happily Ever After discovery session. You can reach me by email at leslie, L-E-S-L-I, at foundationscoachingnc.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S. And as in Nancy, C is in charlie.com. Or you can reach me by phone at area code 919-924-0463. And I want to get back to this discussion about working together, making changes, making making differences in the world. So Amey, how how are you helping people to transform their lives from surviving to thriving because that's that's actually that's actually a, an expression that I use in relation to marriages. I don't want people just to survive them. I want them to really like thrive in them. So Sorry. so what's your thinking behind this? Well, because I was surviving for long years. Mm-hmm. I you know, I had only fourth grade education. I was married at 14. Mm. I was mother at 15. I was a single mother when I was still teenager. I, you know, escaped that three times. So I just didn't see any hope or opportunities uh, for me in living in Lebanon, uh, mm-hmm. being divorced, being a single mother, uh, having, you know, nothing to really rely on. And I was just surviving every single day. Mm-hmm. And that's all I could see mm-hmm. at that moment. Then I had to fight for myself. I had to fight and find my way into finding my skills, finding what I'm good at and and thrive and, and gain the confidence that I didn't have. The low self-esteem, the, the you know, just didn't have, um, well, I mean, you it- know, I, 
And, and lots mm-hmm. of people have situations like that, you know, and, and again, you know, be, being born and raised in the United States, 9-11 notwithstanding, you know, we haven't been attacked. You know, we're, we don't mm-hmm. live under that kind of um, just Constant, fear, yeah. Yeah, fear. I can only imagine what, what that must be like. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but we do, but we do frequently run into things where we don't have confidence, where we don't have self-esteem, where we don't think we can do things. So what, yes. what did you discover? You know, because you're, you're coming from this, this place, um, Mm-hmm. You know, a war torn country. You you're, you come to a country, a, you know, a completely different world. Which you know, that takes a tremendous amount of courage just just to do that to come to leave leave your home and come someplace else. So how did you how did you find the confidence? How did you address you know low self esteem? Well, I had to fight for myself. Either mm-hmm. I was going to. Um, uh, even, uh, you know, life can break you or make you. Mm-hmm. So I had to tell myself either life is going to break me or it's going to make me. It's my decision to make. Uh-huh. It's my choice to make. If I have an opportunity now in different country, nobody, nobody will know I have only fourth grade education. Everybody <laughs> right. will give me excuse. Everyone will give me excuse that I don't speak English, right? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. will, they will forgive me if I, if I didn't know how to pronounce something. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually didn't know how to speak English at all. Oh, wow. I mean, literally at all. And I didn't read or write or any of this stuff. So I mm-hmm. knew how, learned how to count from one to 10. Mm-hmm. basically. And uh, I was, you know, I had 10 year old daughter when she started to go to school. I was like, I would tell her, teach me, teach me. <laughs> no, I, w- I would tell her, learn me. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know what that, how to tell right. her, teach me. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, I fought for myself. Every time I watched television, I wanted to learn what they're saying. I paid attention not to the entertainment mm-hmm. part of the te- watching television. I paid attention to learn the language, what they're talking about, if they're repeating the same thing. So you have, to, I found the fire in me that I don't want to go back to the dark. And I think you, you, you said something here very powerful. You said here, sometimes we, we have a low self-esteem. We have low confidence. Some, you, some people have that here because they never been in darkness before. They, mm-hmm. Because they never been in a place where they, where they could see, they could really not, I, I don't like to say they don't appreciate the light. Right. Because we do appreciate the light. Mm-hmm. But they really don't know the difference. How can you give any judge anyone when they really don't know to stay with no water, no electricity, no food for weeks at a time, mm-hmm. barely any food, barely any water. Mm-hmm. And oh, the bomb dropping on, on you at night in the morning mm-hmm. and afternoon and walking, you don't know what car is going to be blowing on you. So how can you really... Uh, explain that to someone mm-hmm. you can't really explain it so if they don't know that they, how are they going to see the light or the opportunities that they have over here if they don't know what it is to be in the classroom and the bomb dropping next to you and you couldn't finish the class 
you don't understand uh, what it means if you don't have air condition today in your right. class. That's yes. a huge, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So it, for, for me, uh, you will go with no air condition. You'll do anything just not to have that bomb to be dropped next to you. Right. So you don't, you can't blame the people here. Uh, when they can't see, when they never experience that, because hopefully they never, <laughs> ever, ever have to experience. Mm-hmm. And, but that's why I wrote the book. So the book is basically for the people who never been through anything like that to, to read it and mm-hmm. hope they never go through something like that and just see the other side a little bit. And people, when they're reading it, they're saying, you helped me see my life in a different perspective. And that's all I wanted to do. I wanted them to see their life from a different perspective and really bring peace, love, hope, and forgiveness to their life. Life is too short to, to, to have hate, to judge other people, to waste our moment, the precious moment in this life, to focus on things that don't mean anything. When you read the book, you could see how precious life is. And if you, this is what it can, it can do to people, mm-hmm. help you see your life from a different perspective. I have done my job, at least the little job that I can do, I could leave a legacy behind me. I could leave a legacy for a girl to see how we lived uh, back then. Mm-hmm. Even in Lebanon now, they don't live the way I live. Right. So I could leave a legacy to, to the generation to the next generation to so, see how women used to live before. Yes. And in, and in several parts of the world still do. Um, yes. So is, is that, is, is that how you define the difference between surviving and thriving where we are, where somebody is seeing life from a different perspective where we're, we're focusing on uh, at the beginning, I mentioned gratitude, the things, the things that we do have, the things that we, some, we take for granted, air conditioning, running water, (laughs) no, no bombs dropping on us. Um, You know, these Uh things that, I mean, because I don't think anybody would even, you you know, very few people in this country would, would even be worried about a bomb. Now, no air conditioning or no running water, maybe, um, but usually only, usually, usually only when there's been some sort of natural disaster. Um, but is that, is, mm-hmm. is that how you define, you know, that thriving we're actually seeing the world and, and the people around the us? Yeah. With, with you know, more because compassion we are, and more love. Yeah. Because we are, we thrive through love. Mm-hmm. We thrive when we're not in, in, uh, stuck in, uh, uh, stuck in not forgiving someone. Uh-huh. We, we can't thrive if we don't have love, forgiveness, and peace. Uh, and if we don't have hope, if we don't have those, uh, quality. No matter how much money you're making, mm-hmm. no matter how successful you are, no matter how nice looking you are, no matter how everything beautiful you have in life, if you don't have those quality, you cannot thrive. It's impossible to thrive. You have to have the hope, peace, forgiveness, and love 
embedded in you and working always have to, you have to work it. Even myself, I don't say it's like, okay, you eat breakfast. It doesn't mean you don't have to eat dinner. <laughs> right. This right. is what people think. You can't eat hope in the morning and then not working on keeping your hope at night. So right. You, right. So you have to continue maintain those quality that help you to thrive, so, which is hope, peace, love, and, and forgiveness. And so do, do you have any suggestions for how people can um, develop those to, to grow them? Um, because I know that you know, there are a lot of people that have a difficult time finding hope or finding peace. Um, sure. So what, what, what would you say to somebody who was, who was feeling hopeless and, you know, just what I would say to them, it, it is, it is a homework Mm -hmm. and and anyone could give you anything good. Any, anybody could teach anything. I'm not against any teaching as long (laughs) as it can help you. Right. 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 Um, I am, I am, I am, I support every teacher out there who gives hope to people who guide them or whatever it is. My, Mm -hmm. my way of doing it is to help you see your life from a different perspective. That the day that you want to, you have, you're, you're feeling down. Mm -hmm. Just, just go visit the hospital for a Mm -hmm. second. Mm -hmm. The day that you don't have any hope. The day that you don't have uh, you feel like you don't have an opportunity. Just go see someone. They can't even open their door because they're handicapped. Mm-hmm. And handicapped, sometimes they have more hope because they have a, they want to prove themselves and they do it. Mm-hmm. They 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 fight for themselves. You know what I mean? So this is not this is not about um, what you what you don't have. Mm-hmm. Is is because you're not focusing on what you have. That's why sometimes you see handicapped people. They're fighters. They mm-hmm. win. They fight. They 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 swim. They they do they they do their. Right. They could do things more than anyone <laughs> else can do because they have what it takes. Because they focus on what they have. And mm-hmm. I think majority of us, we don't stay focused on what we have. We stay focused on what we, we don't, don't have. have. Yes. And the list of, and the list is what we don't have. It's a long list. <laughs> right. It's an endless list. Right. But guess what? But guess what? The list of what we have, it's longer. Mm-hmm. It's way longer. What we have, but nobody pays attention to that. Mm -hmm. So switching your perspective Mm -hmm. and that moment to me helped me throughout my life. It's like I go down. I'm a human being. We are born this way. We have that. Yes, we We have the fear. We have it's, it's, you know, even if me, I teach other people, but sometimes I go down. It doesn't right. mean I don't, but I know how to pull myself back up. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. There is no more difference. There's some people that think, oh, you're an author or you're a coach. You never go down. You never have a problem in your life. That is not true. Right. That is not true at all. 
we all go through ups and downs. We have problems throughout the days, uh, throughout our lives we, we're faced with. The difference is the person who's putting the effort to overcome that can go down and pull themselves up. And some people, they don't know how to pull themselves up. That is the only difference. But we all are human beings. We all have emotions. We all deal with lose loved ones. Mm -hmm. I still lost loved ones and I still miss miss them. And I still had to go through uh, financials. I had to, to go through writing my book and it wasn't <laughs> easy as a dyslexic person and I have a fourth grade education. Right. You ask me how I wrote my book and I tell you how hard that was. But what kept me going is focusing on the opportunities I have. Uh -huh. Focusing every single day how blessed I am that I have an opportunity. I could talk to my computer and my computer would type for me. <laughs> I have a program that will help me with my grammar. Right. I have an editor who could check it for me. Focusing on that helped me to finish my book. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. You said something a little bit ago, which I think is really important and really key that would help most of us. Um, you, you talked about forgiveness and yes. how important that is. So, and, and it can be a hard thing. Um, so what advice would you give to somebody who is struggling to find forgiveness for, for themselves or for other people? Cause sometimes self-forgiveness is the hardest, is the hardest, but even maybe for somebody yes. that, you know, that they, that they care deeply about has, has hurt them. Um, mm -hmm. And so what would, what would you tell somebody? Well, forgiveness, we all know the the term is when you forgive, you're forgiving, you're letting go, you're mm -hmm. forgiving yourself. Mm -hmm. And you're not, it has nothing to do with the other person. The other person is just moved on and doesn't know anything. Right. Uh, forgiveness is, is um, I was sexually abused at seven years old mm. by my brother. Yeah, which unfortunately is not as rare as we would like that to be. Yes. Mm. And that continued until I got married. Mm -hmm. So, but then when I got divorced, came back to my parents' house where I didn't want to come back because I knew I was going to get again. Cause, right. Because he was still abused. Mm -hmm. And now I had a young daughter with me. Mm -hmm. Now, my brother, I was lived six months in the, the, the last six months. I was walking on the, the last like three, four months. Mm -hmm. I was walking on a, a, a really a, a very, very careful around. Right. Being worried now about my daughter. Right. Mm -hmm. But a uh, couple months uh, after that, he asked me for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. He knew I got married, pushed it more. First, my mom couldn't feed me and pushed right. me and persuaded me. And then he came down on his knees where I thought he's going to attack me. Right. But he asked me for forgiveness. Wow. And then he he re recognized what he's done. And then a couple months later, he died. Mm. And then when he died, the one thing I, I 
I I put my hand on his coven before they closed it, and I said to him, "Thank you for teaching me how to forgive." Wow. Thank you for for teaching me how to forgive. Because so, yeah, forgiveness is freeing. It, yeah, it's it freed him and it freed me. But some people they don't ask for forgiveness, mm-hmm. and I was abused by my teacher at at the same time. So right. I was abused at home, and I was abused by my teacher. Yeah, my teacher never, never, never asked for forgiveness. Asked for forgiveness. Oh. But my brother asked for forgiveness. But I had to learn when I forgave, I just felt the freedom in my heart. And it was a beautiful thing that happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I understood what the, what the forgiveness means. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness comes if you are full of love. Mm. Forgiveness comes when you understand where the other person coming from. Forgiveness comes. The true forgiveness is not when you say, I forgive you and let go. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. It stays in you and in your mind until the day you leave this earth. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness, your memories is going to stay there. So when they say, forgive this person and say, well, I forgive you. And you walk away. That's not forgiveness to mm-hmm. me. Right. That is not true forgiveness. True forgiveness comes when you get to a point where you can tell yourself there is nothing to forgive. I like that. That's, that's, that's that really. That is where the true forgiveness it comes from. Yeah, that's that, that all of the hard feelings no longer exist. There is nothing to forgive mm, because it, it wasn't me. It mm-hmm. was him. Yes. There is nothing to forgive. Mm. When you understand the meaning of there is nothing to forgive, it's true you let go and there is nothing to forgive. That's, that is incredibly powerful. And I think it's an important lesson for all of us. Um, can you share with the listeners where they can get your book? Um, I also understand that there is a movie being made out of the book. It's called Light from the Shadows. And I don't know when that's going to be released, but can you, can you let people know where they can learn more about you and, and, and read your powerful story? Yeah, thank you. Well, they could um, get us from Amazon right now. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Tears of Hope by Amy Kodashian, A-I-M-M-E-E, K-O-D-A-C-H-I-A-N. So Tears of Hope by Amy Kodashian. Get the new version because the uh, the older one is no longer there because this is where I, I shared my brother's story. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more written by myself, not a ghostwriter like the first one. Uh-huh. So uh, I would recommend take the the new one the the new version okay and then um you will learn what i'm doing and how i'm making a difference in the world by going to empowering humanity tv.com empowering humanity tv.com you can see my tv show i have online classes with other um other uh powerful uh uh presenters Mm -hmm. they have their classes there 
I have a program, a healing through music with Stephanie Thompson, a networking events, and I record my show with live audience. Oh, wow. Uh, be- yes, live audience, because uh, I am all about empowering humanity. Uh, that's my mission in this life. And I also donate 75% of my profit mm-hmm. from my book and the upcoming movie to uh, children who sexually abused, um, sexually abused, uh, and also this uh, dealing with dyslexia and mm-hmm. who went through war wow. and tragedies. Yeah, because it's it's you know um, we we can lose hope in the world, but because of people like you, we we can find it again. So what I want <laughs> what I want people to know is that your challenges may actually seem small in comparison to what you've heard today, but the truth is they're no less real. They impact you, the people around you, and your relationships. A big question to consider is, is the way you're dealing with these challenges having a positive impact in your life? If so, that's fantastic. And if not, what would help make it better? So hopefully one of the things that would help make your life better is to keep listening to this show. And until next week, stay loving.